Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. We are continuing with the Shopkeeper Story Series. This is a regular, I guess I can say now it's a regular feature of the podcast where I interview shopkeepers in the savvy community. And many of you have told me that listening to other people's stories, it's inspirational and I get it. I also know firsthand how helpful it is to learn from other independent retail business owners. So I'm hoping to record this series definitely annually, maybe a little more frequently, just because I see how much everyone appreciates it. So we're back with the second interview of this series, and I have Bren Strickland. Did I say that correctly? Yes. That's first. (laughs) And her business is Plant Stay. And Bren, um, thank you so much for being here. I want to say too, we, we just kind of covered this before I press record, but Bren is actually a newer member of Master Shopkeepers and all of the other three shopkeepers that I'm interviewing, I know them fairly well. I've had conversations with them. We've been on group calls, but Bren is new enough that I don't know a ton about her. So I told her before we started recording, I have a million questions, but I held off from asking just because I want to, um, you know, I want it to be really natural during this conversation. So I'm going to be learning a lot about Bren as everyone else learns about Bren. So Bren, if you want, let's start off just by talking about your store first. Just what kind of store is it? Where are you located? All that good stuff. Sure. Uh, the shop is, is Plant Stay. We're in Gainesville, Florida, which is north central Florida, about an hour and a half north of Orlando. Um, it's an indoor houseplant shop. So we have a thousand uh, square feet and it is houseplants, uh, planters, plant accessories, plant lady things. So everything related to, to, to houseplants. Okay. And you said Florida, right? We were just talking about that too, because you're right now you're on a plant shopping trip, plant buying trip, I guess, in Miami. South Florida right now, Miami homestead area, looking for new plants. Nice. So normally the first question that I ask, and I'm really curious um, because I don't know your much of your backstory. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Like how, what did you do before you owned a store or is this the first kind of endeavor into entrepreneurship? Tell me about how you got to opening Plants Day, how you got here. Sure. Um, So my background is marketing and business development. So I've done that just, you know, working for for different companies of different sizes. It worked for um, Tropicana Products, which is a division of PepsiCo. So super, you know, large company. But my sweet spot was kind of working for smaller growing companies and, you know, doing that kind of that marketing for them. So for the last seven years before Plant Stay, I worked for, you know, a wonderful company here, a landscape company. Was there for seven years and, you know, grew that team from 13 to when I left, there was, you know, 60 team members. So that's, you know, some substantial growth. Um, After seven years, wonderful, wonderful position, but just kind of felt like it was time for a new adventure. And after that journey, just couldn't really picture working for someone else again. Um, So decided to try, you know, something on my own. Uh, We started out doing pop-up shops 
and uh, plants were already popular before the pandemic. The pandemic made that explode. So it, it really sped up our timeline for being able to open. And so we opened our shop in September of last year um, during the pandemic. Okay. And what about like family life? Tell me a little bit about that because people are always curious, like, you know, are you juggling like five kids, two kids? Um, what's your situation there? So we are a blended family, me and my husband, we each have three kids. So we're a blended family of six. Our kids are older. So the youngest of them is 16, uh, almost 17. And the oldest is 25. Um, and we have two grandkids now too. I've seen that because we're friends on Facebook. So I see the, the grandbaby pictures. How old are they? They are two and three. <laughs> They're so cute too. Um, so you actually have a really, some. I know you don't know this because you haven't heard Miriam's episode, but um, you have a really similar story to Miriam. She also has a marketing background. She has a blended family, uh, multiple kids in their family, the same kind of similar ages. Is that the um, chocolate shop? What's that? The chocolate shop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coco Jolie in New Jersey. Um, but a couple of things I want to go back to. So how many total years did you spend in that other career in the marketing field? Oh my goodness. So I've been doing marketing since high school. When I was in high school, I don't, most people don't know this, but you can compete in high school for publicity design for theater. Um, so I had a state championship in that in high school. So I discovered super early on what I wanted to do is passionate about and, and pretty good at. And then the, I asked this, I asked this of Miriam too, like how much, how much of that marketing experience it has been really probably helpful for your business now? It's, it's been tremendous, just kind of knowing everything from choosing the, the company name. Like I knew from the beginning that making sure we could own that on all the platforms, that if anyone across the country searches for the word Plants Day, we are what's going to come up. So yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful. Yeah. And that's such a good tip. I recently asked that, I think it was in the shopkeepers lab. I asked, I did a kind of an open-ended question poll about whose username is the same across the board and whose is different. And it really does make a difference because if people are searching for you, especially on Instagram, if people are searching for you and your business name, for instance, starts with shop or something else, you may not necessarily come up if they're trying to find right. you. And sometimes it does. A lot of companies have to add like the city name at the end or something. And that makes it especially tricky because I don't know where you're located. Right. Find you. Yeah, that's so true. I think oftentimes we just think locally, but there are people who follow our store across the world, all over the place. Um, and then the other question I wanted to ask is about pop-ups because I'm sure there are people listening who think like, how did you even get started in that? Do you have any tips or experience there that you can share? And of course, market events and hopefully pop-ups and all of that will really start to kick off again later this year or maybe sooner than later this year. So what tips do you have around that for someone who wants to dip their toe in the water? So the, the first pop-up that we were actually scheduled to do, it was like a little local fair and it was April something of last year. So right when the pandemic, you know, hit, 
you know, the events all got canceled. So we wound up with like a large amount of inventory and plants that are like, okay, what do we do with this now? So it was in June of last year, we actually did our first pop-up in my garage. Um, I'm like, it was, it was this super thundery, rainy, horrible day. And we still, we sold out of plants in my garage. <laughs> so we did uh, one more event in, this one was in my driveway. And then it was like, so many people were like, we probably can't do this here anymore. Our neighbors are, you know, going to raise eyebrows. Um, so we actually, I just went knocking on doors and I would show up with my business card, kind of pictures, you know, of our staged booth. And I would go into businesses that I knew had really similar customer bases. Um, and there was one, it's uh, Sandy's, she's a, a kind of upscale clothing and home goods resale boutique here. And they were excited and said, yeah, let's try this. Um, so we did, and that was really where our pop-ups became, you know, really popular and we kind of started attracting um, customers. So by the time we were opened our brick and mortar store, you know, we had an established customer base, which I think was huge for, for starting out. And at what point along this journey did you actually launch your website? Was it, was it, during pop-up, like, I'm always curious, was it like you already knew this vision, you had a website, or was it when you opened the store? So there was an initial website. Um, So, I mean, we secured all of that before we, you know, because we had our business cards done and all that stuff by the time of the first pop-up. And the website, it was there, but it was more of like a, a postcard type site. And then a couple of weeks before we opened the store, we launched our, our new website. Okay. And your website, is that, is that a Shopify site? It is right now Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay. Because I thought Square and Squarespace were associated. I have to say, I'm so glad you brought this up because I'm sure you probably saw the conversation in, or maybe you didn't in the shopkeepers lab, someone else asked the same thing. And I, I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up for anyone listening. Please know that Squarespace is not associated with Square. If you use Square point of sale, make sure that you use a Square online site and not Squarespace because if, right, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you use a Squarespace site with Square, they don't sync. They don't speak to each other. They don't speak to each other. You can't process your payments through Square. So we had to add Stripe only for the online payments. It's terrible. However, the website does function so much better than than the Square sites, so. Yeah. And the, and your site is beautiful, but if uh, you probably agree with me too, if you have a brick and mortar store and then you add or have an online shop, you want them all to play really well with each other. So in the most ideal situation, if you're really tracking inventory and you want your, your processing to go through the same platform, you don't want a Squarespace site with a square, with a square point of sale. Right. Right. I think it also depends on kind of what your future goals are. So for us, our goal is for the online store to be independent of the brick and mortar. So they won't be tied inventory systems. They'll be our, you know, online inventory and and in-store. Oh, all right. This is going to be a really good conversation. I would love for you to expand on that. 
um, because there are so many shopkeepers who say that they want it all, all their inventory managed in one place and they don't want separate inventory systems. I don't recommend it either, but I guess it just depends on the business and what, why you're doing that. So can you share a little bit about that? Sure. It's, it's honestly to manage the inventory. So we turn over the plants in our shop weekly. So that's about, you know, 20 to 30 cases of plants each week. So to manage that on the website, as far as, so when we restock, for example, on Friday mornings by 1 PM, we're sold out of some things in the shop. That's, you know, so it, it's really tricky to be able to sell online if you're selling that quickly. So we want to maintain um, separate inventory, also some different plants that are available only on our website. Um, so kind of, you know, for reasons like that, to be able to, to focus. Also, people who are looking for shipping from a plant shop, like what they're looking for is a little bit different. So we just kind of want to customize those offerings to, you know, to the different targets. So enlightening. I don't think I've ever had a conversation, but it totally makes sense. If you do have such quick and high turnover, that would be really hard to manage. I'm so glad you mentioned that. You just, um, you know, kind of showed me a different perspective or a, a different reason why maybe you wouldn't want the two to sync. So it really does make sense for your business. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And then I want to go back to when you said um, the pandemic really blew up the plant industry. Can you tell me a little bit about that and why do you think that is? Yeah. So my last industry was also landscaping. So also, you know, very plant related. So everybody is suddenly home with, you know, less things to do. So plants were already on an incredible upward trend um, before the pandemic hit. And then when it hit all those people who were sort of already starting to really get into plants, focused on your home, make your home more enjoyable. Um, it gave, you know, I, plants really bring a lot into an indoor environment, just kind of a sense of calm, um, something to do, something to take care of. And, you know, we're in Florida. I don't know if this was, you know, in how many states, but nurseries were an essential business. So that's one of the things that never closed. So it just sort of I don't know, was kind of all the right ingredients to make that really explode. Okay. That, no, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, especially if for those of us that are listening that have home decor stores or furniture stores, kind of the same, the same thing. Everyone was home. I did it in my own home. I redecorated at least three rooms, nothing major, but things that I could DIY and things that I actually had time for. And it was really nice. I did not bring in a ton of plants because my sister and I always joke that our mom and our, you're Puerto Rican too. Was it? Is I it, am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That our, uh, and we call our mom Mamita, that Mamita has the green thumb, but we do not. Uh, but I love plants. I actually have, and I meant to, I've been meaning to show you the picture of this tree because I keep thinking like, Bren will tell me how to take care of this tree. <laughs> I don't know the name of the tree. It's sitting next to me in my office. It's beautiful, but it's like wild and I don't know how to tame it, but I'm surprised that this thing is still alive. Um, but I get it. I get that so many of us wanted to make our homes feel like home. Our houses feel like home since we were spending so much time in it. And did your love of plants come from somewhere else other than working with that landscaping company? 
Yeah, I've always loved plants. And, and what you said really is uh, kind of explains why Plant Stay came to be. Um, so it was, you know, when I really got into plants, like I've always loved them. My mom was fantastic with plants, my grandmother, but I sort of, I think that gene sort of skipped me. And so my way of taking care of plants was I'd go to my mom's house, there'd be a gorgeous plant, I'd take it home. I would bring it to like near the brink of death and then take it back to her and get another one. <laughs> so it's been like a journey of learning to care for plants, mostly by trial and error, killing a lot of plants to get really you know, good at it. I have 150 plants in my personal collection in my home. Um, and so when I was really, you know, we bought this new house a few years ago that had fantastic lighting and that's where everything kind of really exploded. Like I want every plant inside but there was nowhere that I could go to ask the questions or learn about plants other than, you know, the huge wide internet, which is super different if I'm looking for a plant to care for in my home in Florida versus someone in the state of Washington, you know, so the, the advice and tips that you get is so broad. So starting Plant Stay as a brick and mortar was really about providing a space where customers can come and learn about the plants, learn about the care tips. And we call them recovered plant murders. There's a lot of us, you know? Um, and so that's, that's sort of our sweet spot. So our staff, we call them plant parents and they really, they all have great knowledge on plants so that they can provide that. I love that. So you're saying there's hope. There's hope there's for hope. There is hope. <laughs> now that kind of leads me, you know, now my, my mind starts to race. Like, do you have resources on your website? Do you have a blog or is all of the knowledge and the helpful information? Is that mostly like a, an in-person thing that you offer in the store? Sure. It's all of those things and expanding, but really in store is where you get that kind of maximum, um, you know, that impact. And we're, we're really working to expand. I mean, we're still, we're seven months old now, so still pretty new. So we're building up that, you know, online resources reels is something that we want to kick off with some of that, you know, knowledge in there. Yeah. I, for some reason could really see you blowing up the internet with a blog or with video. I don't know why I just, I, it, I know why it's because I see the way that you interact in the group. And it, it's funny because how long have you been in master shopkeepers two or three months now mm -hmm. and your engagement and your questions. I was so curious about your background and now it's all starting to make sense, but I could see you doing really well on the online on an online platform in addition to um, the brick and mortar. I want to go back a little bit there, when you were talking about pop-ups, you kept saying we, so I'm always curious about like family and family support and who, like who took this journey with you and who either supported you. Cause there are so many times where we have significant others or family members, friend, good friends sometimes who like help us get those pop-up shops going and carry all the heavy things and do some of the work for us so that we aren't completely exhausted. Who was on that path with you? Sure. Uh, primarily I, my husband. My husband and I have worked together at different companies for, for years, for over a decade. Um, so when we worked together at our last company and, and I went to him, I was like, hey, I kind of want to leave here and start a plant shop. And he was like, well, if you're sure that's what you want to do. And that's just kind of the level of support. So as we're uh -huh. 
dragging boxes, hauling plants, you know, pretty much everything that we needed and building the store. Um, that was a fun journey. So it was a space that had been inhabited by a company for 20 something years and they'd done no improvement. So we had to sort of take everything down. We signed our lease August 1st and we opened September 3rd while working both full time um, that time. And my husband did 95% of the work. We bought, brought in an electrician and otherwise he did the work. So <laughs> definitely my partner. Are you, that's incredible. I love that. Are you still working full-time? No, no, no. So I stopped working full-time a week before we opened this. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was then, yeah. Then he, giving you high fives. <laughs> yeah. He left that company in December of last year and also started his own business. So, okay. <laughs> That's Is he also, does he also have a brick and mortar store? Or is his an online business? Service-based. Service okay. And then, oh gosh, I just drew a blank. You said something and I'm, I lost it. Oh, well, I'll come back to it. Um, and you, so, oh, I know what it was. You said you opened in August and you literally opened in August, the year of the pandemic. Yeah, September, but yes. Okay. And when did you actually start to lease the space versus when you, when you opened? We leased it one month before. Oh, wow. We built the store in one month. Yeah. You did the whole build out in a month and you were both working full-time. Correct. And I'm sure people that are listening, like, yeah, I did that too. I mean, there's so many of us that do that. I, I, the same, I was working full-time when my sister and I were working on our build out and doing all of the things, but I think it's been so many years since then. I forget that I did that too. And I'm sure so many other people listening have done that. And it is, I'm sure you were exhausted. I'm sure your husband was exhausted. It shows the passion that we have for our businesses, right? Absolutely. So um, the next thing I wanna ask is, like I mentioned, you've been in Master Shopkeepers for a few months now. What, how did you find Savvy Shopkeeper? What made you join the group? Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. A lot of searching. Uh, I, you know, I was seeking out a group like this. So in my last uh, organization, it was part of, uh, we called it the leadership team. Just, you know, it was a five member team that kind of helped steer and make decisions for the organization. And I've just always worked really well on a team. And, you know, like self-employment is great, but we all need a place to have some accountability. Um and so that's, that's really what I was looking for. Plus, you know, it's really hard to, to brainstorm, find people to collaborate with locally when there's that sort of competitive element. Um, so just seeking out more people who are sort of walking in the same journey had, you know, insights to share. And what have you found since you've been in the group? Like what are some of your favorite parts or what is your favorite part of being in the group? I would love to hear that. So I think... Gosh, there's just so many, but really the, the resources, being able to sort of, you know, ask a question out, hey, what are you guys finding that works for X, Y, Z issues that I'm struggling with right now? And, you know, getting those answers or, hey, you know, check out this, you know, thing in the guides or in the lab or, you know, finding those resources. 
Yeah. And I, I laugh because every time for those listening, every time Bren, like literally since the second she joined, every time she would ask a question, I had something to link to. I'm like, here, watch this video here, read this here, look at this lesson here, watch this masterclass. <laughs> and I'm sure you were probably like, can you just give me the answer? But in a way, I want to just give a really quick answer, but I don't want to discount the value of the content and the lessons because sure. there's a reason why the master classes and some of the video lessons are as long as they are. You just, there's so much in them. And there's so many times that I just can't answer a question in one or sometimes there is, I can answer in one or two sentences. But you, it was like every question you asked, I was pointing you in a different direction. And I hope it didn't frustrate you. I, I meant to ask that. Like, I hope that didn't frustrate you. I hope you at least found that helpful. And yeah. reassuring, because I can tell you have so much experience and you are, I can tell you're also like a, a bit of a lifelong learner. You're constantly learning. You always want to improve things. Um, so I appreciated that you answered the questions, but hopefully I didn't frustrate you whenever I did that. Yeah, the okay. only thing like that, that I felt was missing is sort of, so it was great to have those answers of where to find it, but it was hard to find that answer on your own of where is, like there's such a map, and I know some sort of index would also be another time consuming project, but that would be the only thing. Yeah, and I will say now, now that we've added the podcast episodes to the lab and that the lab in the academy has the search function, that has made a big difference too. Because you can just search a keyword like profit margin and now it'll pull up every single article, podcast episode, anything with the words profit margin. And that wasn't the case before in the academy. And I was so happy when the platform that I use um, implemented that because it really makes a difference. Like I don't want, and the one thing I say when people join Master Shopkeepers is I don't want them to be searching something for 30 minutes. Just tag me in the group, ask, and I'll point you in the right direction or my virtual assistant will. I don't want anyone wasting time looking for resources or, or helpful articles. But sometimes you find other interesting things in those searches. So, so <laughs> or even searching the groups. Oh yeah, I do that yeah, a lot. I search the groups a lot for <laughs> answers to questions. So where do you see your business in maybe five years? So our goal, so we have right now 1,000 square feet, zero back room. So everything we receive goes directly to the shelves. Um, so my goal is to have um, not necessarily more square footage for retail, but a greenhouse space. Um, an outdoor garden, maybe an event space, small weddings, things like that is, is really where I'd like to see plants stay evolve. Ah, that's interesting because what, uh, you would, you want to design or provide services like plant services? Would it be like rental? What would you do for weddings with plants? So, so it would be a space that's beautiful. Ah, an event Exactly. Okay. Yes. I love that idea. And is that, do you, how have you started searching for that? Is that going to be challenging to find in the Gainesville area? It will. There's a few spots that I've kind of, you know, I'm keeping an eye on, but that's still, you know, probably two to three years away mm -hmm. um, that I can see that happen. And do you plan on opening? Do you want to open? Like, I always wonder, 
do you would you like to open locations across Florida? Are you happy with one location? Is that enough to manage? We're going to do, so the plan is to do just the one brick and mortar and then hopefully a greenhouse where our shipping would expand from. Okay. And how do you source your plants? Are they, I'm always curious with actual live products. For sure. Um, Are you, do they get shipped to you? Do you find them locally? Do you partner with greenhouses? We, so our original plan was to grow all of our own plants and we learned really quickly that we could not grow that amount of plants. Um, So we do partner. We have about 20 different nurseries that we source plants through. We also do some importing uh, internationally for some of the more rare, hard to find plants. So those are the ones that we get shipped, but I live in Florida. So it's a, a, you know, there's a lot of house plants being grown here. So really fortunate in being able to have access to that network. Yeah, I guess the climate does make a difference. And I'm guessing building relationships is probably really important there too, if you're working with 20 other local businesses or vendors. It's huge. It's huge. So we go in person uh, once a week is our plant shopping. And so we go in person to all of these stops. We have, um, you know, a truck and a trailer and we bring back our haul of plants. Once a week. Our plants once a week. Wow. That's incredible. I, my, my sister and I have talked about this on podcast episodes before, like we go to market once a year and we try to knock out, you know, the majority of our buying for the new home items that we carry in the store. I can't imagine having to do that once a week. Although is that fun for you? Do you enjoy it? I really do. So Um, I enjoy it up until 6 p.m. when we get back to the shop because then we have to unload and we basically reset the store every week. And so that's that's what we do at the end of plant shopping day. That's fun. And when you say we, is that still your husband that goes with you? My husband husband and me, we go and do that. That's great. And where would you rank yourself now if you're not the plant murderer? (laughs) I'm really good with plants. Um, so I, I'm at the stage where I'm super comfortable helping people pick out plants and, and care for them. And even if there's, you know, pest issues, when you start out, you're like, oh my goodness, pests? No, I can't do that. And I was like, oh no, we can take care of that. It's all fine. Yeah. I picture some really witty infographic or something like that where it takes you on the journey from uh, from like plant murder to (laughs) plant expert I could see you doing something like that well thank you so much I've learned a ton about you and I was really looking forward to this just again because I see how much you engage and contribute to both groups and I really appreciate it I've loved learning your story it all now starts to make sense uh, I would love for you to tell everyone where can they find you, um, where can they find you online and where can they find you on social media so they can follow you. I will say I love, I love following you, even though I'm not the best plant caretaker. Um, I've learned some things. So where can they find you? Um, so our website is plantstay.com and we're most active on Instagram, Instagram.com slash plantstay. And on Facebook, it's uh, plant, uh, plantstaylove. So we did miss one. <laughs> <Darn it. laughs>
<laughs> it's hard to nail it and get a hundred percent on all the platforms and plant stay just to make sure people know how to spell it. Everyone spells things differently. It's P L A N T plant stay S T A Y plant stay. Bren, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. Are you heading off now to go buy plants right now? Are now things get fun, we go pull up and see how many plants we can find. Do you and your husband like make a date night of it too? Like, do you go off and explore different restaurants or anything? I could, I, I everything. We in- yeah, we got here yesterday, and so last night we were in downtown Miami, just kind of looking around, exploring. So yeah, so we do get to make it fun too. Well, good. Um, and what's your husband's name? Shout out to him for being so supportive and kind. Steve. Steve. Okay. Bren, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great buying trip and I will see you in Master Shopkeepers. Thanks, Kathy. Bye. Bye.